Hey, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to look at Luke chapter 9, verse 51 through 62. It says this, As the time grew near for him to ascend to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. So they went on to another village. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person, Come, follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you. But first, let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Nice, short little section today, uh, and we've got a couple things happening. First of all, Jesus, this is the moment. We've got a, a real turn in the whole kind of focus of the whole book of Luke. I mean, Jesus now, he is on his final lap. It's been a long race. It's, a, it's been an incredible season of ministry. God's done incredible things in and through Jesus. He's gathered followers. He's, he, he's, he's building steam. He's been very popular, and now this is the moment he's like, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. In other words, Jesus sees the finish line. He sees the goal. He's going to go to Jerusalem. And when he goes to Jerusalem, he's going to be betrayed. He's going to be arrested. He's going to be beaten. He's going to be tried. He's going to be executed. And praise God, he's going to be resurrected. But this is a moment Jesus is turning the corner and he's like, I'm on my way now up to Jerusalem. And so it's the rest of the book of Luke is kind of like heading in that direction, heading toward this big moment, the cross, resurrection. And uh, and on his way, he's on his way. And so he wants to get there, you know, and take the the quickest route, which is unfortunately uh, for the average Jewish man uh, through Samaria. Now, Jesus was willing to go through Samaria. Now, what's the deal with Samaria? Um, you see, Jews and Samaritans did not get along. Uh, there was a lot of animosity. There was ethnic uh, prejudice, religious prejudice uh, between Samaritans and Jews. And so the Samaritans felt like they had their holy place, and the Jews felt like they had Jerusalem as their holy place, and they, you know, kind of had a lot of tension through the years. In fact, often uh, Jewish pilgrims, people walking through Samaria to get to Jerusalem, sometimes would be heckled uh, along the way by Samaritans, and this would cause some um, tension and violence. And so Jesus wants to probably, it looks as if, uh, stop into a Samaritan village and receive some accommodations and stay there as he's on his way to Jerusalem. And yet, uh, he's not received. The town goes, oh, you're on your way to Jerusalem. Oh, you're a Jew. Oh, we don't want you here. And so uh, 
real lack of hospitality. It's just a real slap in the face. And what happens is um, James and John, who um, are very bold uh, young men, say to Jesus, hey, let's power up here. You know what I mean? They're, it's like they're kind of cocky and full of, you know, puffed up power. Like, um, you know, he's like, Jesus, can we like call down fire on these people? You know what I mean? It, it's kind of like when I was a kid and we had a, the United States and the Soviet Union had a problem. Um, anytime an issue came up, I'd hear a student in my school just flippantly say, nuke them. You know what I mean? Just nuke them without even thinking about the loss of life, without thinking about just the incredible violence that's brought about by that. I mean, just nuke them. And that's kind of the sense I get when I read this with James and John. It's like, Jesus, come on, nuke them. And Jesus, though, what does he do? He doesn't go, ha ha, that's funny. He he rebukes them. He says, this isn't the way I go. This isn't my kingdom. And he shows merciful restraint in the face of incredible dishonor. And so they're on their way to Jerusalem. But as they're on their way to Jerusalem, uh, Jesus encounters three different types of people who uh, he invites in and who want to be invited in to follow him. And uh, he meets someone who says, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. And Jesus basically says, listen, uh, wherever I go, there's no home base. I mean, I'm always on the move. I don't have a place to stay. Um, And so if you're going to follow me, you got to know that. And apparently this person um, did not follow Jesus. Because you see, the place of following Jesus, if you want to know where you follow Jesus, it's wherever he is. The place where you follow Jesus is wherever Jesus is walking, wherever Jesus is moving, wherever he is. That's where you are. That's where you stay. You stay where he stays. You go where he goes. You walk in his footsteps. And then he comes across another person, and Jesus sees this person and says, come follow me. What an incredible invitation this guy has, Jesus himself inviting him to be a follower. Imagine that. He says, come follow me. And the man raises a really legitimate, good, religious answer to Jesus. He says, Lord, I got to go home first. I have to bury my father. Now, in those, in that day, in that time, honoring your parents, honoring your father, doing your duties as a son or a daughter was tremendously important. To not do that is to dishonor yourself and your family and probably to be dishonored in your village. And he's asking, I think, I would say, a very reasonable, responsible thing of Jesus. You know, I'm being responsible here, Jesus. Let me follow you. See, I'm showing you great wisdom. Um, But really what this could have happened, if the guy had just passed away, um, he would have buried his father, but then he would have had to wait a year, um, and then they moved the bones and and some things of that nature. And so it's about a year-long delay. He's saying to Jesus, you know, can can I get a little time here? I'm not quite ready right now. Other people think that maybe he had to wait till his father passed away. But regardless, he's just saying, Jesus, I need a little time. I'd love to do that, but I need some time. And Jesus says, no, no, no. If you're following me, you leave everything. I'm the priority. And so the priority of following Jesus is I come above everything else, even really, really good things. And then finally, the last person said, yeah, Lord, I'll follow you, but I have to first say goodbye to my family. Wow, that is incredibly reasonable. But Jesus told him, if you put your hand to the plow and then look back, you're not fit to be in my kingdom. In other words, 
don't look back. Don't keep going back. If you're, you know, plowing a field, I've been told because I've never done it and I would should not be allowed to be around any equipment that would do that or animals that would do that for that matter. But if you're plowing a field and you're trying to make a straight line uh, and have a whole field of straight lines uh, to plant seed, um, if you look back, you turn your head and it kind of moves the whole thing and you get off line a little bit out of alignment and then the next row you do is out of alignment and then the next row you do is out of alignment basically jesus is just saying listen be present in the here and now and follow me don't look back what are you holding on to don't look back the whole point of all this following jesus is a radical call it's a radical call in the face of dishonor to show merciful restraint it's a radical call to follow Jesus wherever he leads. It's a radical call to prioritize Jesus above all else, and it's a radical call to be present in this moment of following Jesus and to not look back. And so for you today, the invitation is to follow Jesus. What do you sense God asking you to do? What do you sense him asking you to leave behind? What do you sense him asking you to embrace? What do you sense him asking you to, um, you know, let go of so you can focus on him. How do you sense God speaking to you? And then what will you do about it? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the invitation to follow you. What an incredible, incredible honor and privilege. Today, help us to follow you, to have the courage, to have the passion, to have the, God, the, the energy to have the insight to follow you, to set aside all the other things that get in the way, to set aside the cares and concerns, to set aside our own comfort and follow you. And so today, lead us, guide us, and may we respond to that radical call to follow, no matter where that leads. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great one.